Hello, I'm Jessica Amir, Market Analyst with Bell Direct. Since debuting on the ASX five years ago, milk protein company the A2 Milk has outperformed the market, grown its cash flows, sales and profits. A2 Milk recently handed down its 2020 financial year results with net profit after tax, earnings and revenue all growing over 30% each compared to the same time last year. With us today to walk us through the report card and what further growth is frothing up is the company's chief executive of Asia Pacific, the most important region to the group, Peter Nathan. Peter, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Jessica. Before we dive into your results, just start off with a elevator pitch for A2 Milk for those who aren't familiar with the business. The A2 Milk Company is genuinely a, a very unique business. Uh, we've had rapid growth in both uh, profit, uh, earnings per emission tax and revenue. And most importantly, we've now able to convert that to cash year in, year out. So we have a, a very high margin business, but we invest very heavily behind our brand to generate future growth and further growth. So our business model is, is quite unique, I think, at a global level in the consumer goods space and continues to reward shareholders uh, yeah, very handsomely. Now to your financial year results, which we alluded to earlier. The results were largely bolstered by stockpiling, but we saw that slow in the fourth quarter. On the positive side of things, you've strengthened your balance sheet significantly, grown cash flows far more than expected. On the downside and negatives though, travel restrictions were impacted as expected. Uh, the reselling channels known as the Daigu were impacted. But you're from the helm. What are the most important things for investors to know now? The most important things for investors to know is that we are very much a, uh, a multi-channeled business when it comes to infant formula into China. So therefore we don't just rely on the Daigo channel, but that we are a three pronged channel business. So we, uh, we're involved with the Daigo channel, as you indicated, involved with the Seabeck channel, channel. We're also involved with the MBS channel, which is the, what we call the mother and baby stores, which uh, is a very large uh, part of the market. It represents about, this channel represents about 50% indeed of the entire China market. Uh, there's over 100,000 stores within, within the channel, so a very fragmented market. We've actually only been in that in that channel, I should say, very recently, probably over the last, uh, last three years or so, in, in a meaningful way. But in, during that time, we've grown very significantly. So going back five years, um, the MBS channel only represented 2% of our infant formula sales, it now represents 24%. Uh, so we very much de-risked our business, continue to invest very strongly. We have 19,000 distribution points within MBS and we continue to focus very heavily on investing to ensure that we further diversify our business within China. You're a high growth business, exceptionally strong cash flows. What's in the pipeline to use this uh, large amount of excess capital that you've got? How will you deploy this? Yeah, Jessica, you are correct that cash flow generation is one of the hallmarks of, of our business. We now have about $850 million cash on our balance sheet. There, there are three uses for that cash. Firstly, we want to emphasise that we're a growth business. So in, in the near term, we don't see the need to um, return that cash to shareholders. What we are saying are there are three possible uses of that cash. One is we've, uh, we, we signal that we want to invest in manufacturing. Now, that is for, that is for three reasons. Firstly, what it will do is improve market access security into China. Secondly, it'll, it'll further um, diversify our supply chain, so de-risk the business 
and, and further it'll improve quality and um, capability and capacity indeed for, for Infoforma going into, into China. So that's one use. The second is we now signaled that uh, we are actively looking at M&A opportunities within core markets to further add, add another growth pool to our business. And lastly, we want some cash on the balance sheet to, to yeah, as a safety net to, to help us through what uh, may come our way. As we know, COVID was something that no one anticipated, so we never know what's around the future. And we do like to um, to make sure that we have reduced that element of risk by having some, some cash sitting there as well. And A2 Milk has expanded rapidly into other markets around the globe, but it's focused now on just one brand, two labels. What's the breakdown of earnings or revenue from each of the products? And what's the makeup from each of the regions? Yeah, so within, within China, the, the, three, well, the three channels that, that we participate in, which incorporates um, broadly Asia Pacific, which is both Australia and, uh, and indeed uh, China, it's roughly um, 52% is made up of products sourced from, from Australia. So that incorporates both Daigo sales and also domestic sales, but largely Daigo sales into China. Around about 24% is, is on the cross-border e-commerce platforms, which are the big platforms such as um, JD and Tmall. And then lastly, as I indicated, the other 24 is the, is the MBS channel, which is very large. So, so Asia Pacific uh, or the Australian is, is by far the, the biggest component of our business. Uh, US is, uh, so it's, 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 it's 90% plus. US is a, is a new uh, pillar for our business, one that is growing very rapidly. We've doubled our sales into the US uh, over the last 12 months. So we obviously see a, a huge opportunity in the US given the fact that it's the last, largest consumer goods market in the world and indeed the biggest fresh milk um, category in the world or, or market in the world. And, and uh, that is where we currently participate in is fresh milk as opposed to infant formula in, in the US. Your financial results were indeed very strong, but you could say that some analysts were expecting a little bit more love, expecting more in way of China sales. Perhaps this is why on the day that your results came out, we saw a bit of selling in the A2 Milk stock, even though your shares have been quite hot, are strongly outperforming the staples sector and the market every year and indeed over the last five. So why do you think some were disappointed on the day that your results were handed down? I suppose we can only uh, achieve, try to achieve our forecast. <laughs> we, we did actually achieve the forecast we put to the market in, um, in April. So we're, we're above the midpoint, both in, um, in EBITDA margin and revenue. So in that regard, we believe we, we delivered on expectation. Yes, of course, um, some market analysts would, would, would expect that we would have done better, but you, you can't obviously influence that. And uh, as I said, we, we um, we're very uh, pleased to be able to live on our forecast. And honing in on the future now, FY21 is expected to see earnings growth of 30 to 31% in way of an earnings margin, which is exceptional given the climate. Where is this growth coming from? What's in the pipeline? What can we expect? Just if I might clarify, just the 30 to 31% actually refers to the EBITDA margin percent as opposed to the... Um, we haven't put a we haven't put any uh, forecast or outlook statement to the market in terms of revenue, which is consistent with with the way we always operate after releasing our full year results. So we we never give a forecast at this point in time. Having said that, mm. we are very confident uh, of maintaining uh, strong growth. We are indeed a growth business. We've signalled that we will continue to invest very heavily behind our brand and our business. So 
we, as, the as I indicated, we invested about $190 million in marketing in, in F20. We'll continue to invest in the similar sort of percentages going forward. We'll continue to look at new product development activities to launch into, into the market. However, we believe the core growth will come from existing product. There is also a runway for growth for, um, for adult product in, into China. So to, to transition consumers from, from babies through infants through to, to adults as, as we largely don't participate in that space in China at this point in time. We'll also uh, have uh, fledgling um, investments or indeed uh, presence in Korea and in Vietnam. And also we've indicated that we're assessing um, M&A opportunities in core markets. So there are a number of pillars that will, will drive future growth. And just for a bit of fun now, in 10 words or less, why should someone invest in A2 Milk now? In 10 words or less, there's very few companies that you can invest in which will uh, convert sales into margin, into EBITDA, into cash as effectively as, as the A2 Milk Company. We've got a very consistent track record of delivering on that. We've got a very consistent track record on delivering on our forecasts. Uh, we're a well-managed business with a very good management team. So we believe um, it's a very sound investment. Peter Nathan from A2 Milk, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Jessica. And thank you for watching. For more information about A2 Milk, head over to Bell Direct's website. Thank <laughs> you.